Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Private Parts, uh, which is our, what, what, how many? Episode 30. Episode 30. Yeah. Wow. 30, well, longer than 30 weeks, because as we know, Jamie went AWOL. Speaking uh, of Jamie going AWOL. Oh, uh, yeah. Um... Jamie is uh, missing again, <laughs> uh, so um, we've had to bring in bring in Max to uh, fill his place. The new and improved Jamie, I should to say. Fill his yeah. boots. <laughs> Do you think you can fill his boots? I think so. He has quite small boots. Last time I saw him, yeah, he's not, 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 not got the biggest feet. Um, <laughs> Eight and a half, actually, if you want to know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he does have really small feet. That is quite small feet. Yeah, yeah. For his height, it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so Jamie is in Hong Kong, um, and he couldn't be bothered to get near a phone. I guess it is quite late. Yeah, the time difference is pretty hefty. But we could have done it this morning, but I guess, you know. There we go. There we go. I'm here now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so Max, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Max Lowry. I'm the author of The Two Meal Day, um, which is a book all about intermittent fasting, which I'm sure actually, we'll talk I'm about at some point. Yeah, because actually they know all about it because I've been, I speak, do, I've been do speaking they? about yeah, it. Francis has been plugging you every single week. I thought he was well, getting commission or something. Thank you very much, well, Francis. Well, I'm not getting commission, but I think we should talk about well, that. I'm sure this is, yeah, <laughs> this is payback somehow. Uh, uh, yeah, and I've also known Francis since I was about 15 or 16 years old, I think it was, yeah. yeah. We, um, we actually met at a train station uh, in, was it Where Henry? Where all great friends love <laughs> <start. laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I have to say, it was kind of like that. We, 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 we were on our way to, the, to a party, the same party. Mm, yeah, and we, we shared a taxi and we got on very well. And then ever since then, we've been very good friends. Yeah, we lived together, and yeah, we what, actually. What did you bond over to begin with? Mm. So I think it was probably uh, a mutual interest in one or two of the girls that were going to the party. Yeah, sounds about um, right. Um, and then yeah. I think it was. I think we had similar music tastes. Yeah, exactly. We we went Radiohead and things like that. We used to go to go to Fabric a lot. Oh, back yeah. in, did you? Back in the, <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Yes. Wow. That was um, yeah, good times. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a while where we went like every weekend. Yeah, basically, yeah, I went for the first time and then pretty much went every weekend for six months and then never went again. <laughs> what, what's the most ridiculous thing that happened at Fabric? Um, well, what didn't happen in Fabric, I should yeah. say. Um, <laughs> well, what goes on in Fabric stays in Fabric. What yeah, comes onto the podcast. Or? Yeah, well, that's true. Or, you know, I don't know. What, what, what? I, I think for me, it was just me- making friends, like lifelong friends for a night. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> in fabric I normally yeah. leave all my friends and end up speaking to some random people and I was quite young at the time I was underage uh, yeah. I was 15 or <laughs> 16 and yeah and then um, you know I was invited to a wedding uh, at one point did and you go? of course not <laughs> nice. uh, you know they, they, yeah of course yeah that would yeah, be, be amazing I'm definitely going to come uh, no, no definitely not <laughs> come on you've got a story come on I'm trying to think actually uh, I mean I've had some I've had some adventures after fabric 
Um, <laughs> or you mean like in the night after fabric? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The so, well, yeah, sort of the aftermath of fabric. I remember I was I was I was meant to be staying somewhere after. No, no, God, I had to go back to school, so I went out. Oh I went my out gosh, fabric, yeah. and I went back, and, I, was and I, yeah. I wanted to get. I was meant to be staying somewhere, but I, I couldn't. It was so late that I I had gone back to someone else's house, couldn't get get in touch, or they weren't answering their phone, so I just went straight to Paddington at like six or six in the morning <laughs> to get the eight o'clock train back to London for like double economics at 10 <laughs> that is awful yeah. and uh, I think I was there for that night yeah and actually I was I was sort of I was sat and the warmest place was actually but whilst I was waiting for the train it was freezing warmest place was in between these two ticket uh, the ticket machines <laughs> right for some reason I guess because they're like you know the, the the warm heat off the yeah. off the yeah, screens yeah, yeah. was <laughs> I don't know and um and uh, I, I sort of like dozed off whilst I was waiting for the train at like eight in the morning, and then uh, and then I woke up and this woman like handed me this bag of like 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 a backpack full of like like a pack lunch or <laughs> like she obviously, obviously she thought yeah, <laughs> you she, needed help. and a toothbrush and stuff like that and she was like and actually even though you know I wasn't like homeless or anything but I I did need, I did need to brush my teeth so it was an absolute godsend she thought um, you were homeless yeah, I, think, I think she must have thought I was homeless and I, yeah and I was starving so it was it was uh, God bless that it was woman. welcome yeah yeah I think it was yeah it was it was uh, that was that was one one adventure. And then uh, we've well, we're not some... advocating underage drinking here, by the way. No, just... of course not. I mean, so... we can probably talk about it at some point later. But yeah, you wonder why a personal trainer is talking about his history in in fabric. But uh, I think having balance is a good thing, and having had those those years when I was uh, we had fun. Yeah, yeah. we had fun. Um, <laughs> but I think the most important thing is I learned a lot from those years, and I learned how to kind of lead a balanced life having been through that because it got pretty extreme at some point so when, when did it all like click for you when did you um well not for a long time after the age of 16 probably not till i was about 22 or 23 well we um, were living together at the time yeah actually yeah we were living yeah. together so i was a stockbroker uh, working finance uh, you know as you as you do and i was a uh, um you know a Auditioning, auditioning for Made in no, Chelsea. Blossom, yeah. no, I never auditioned for that. I was a blossoming rea- reality star. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was the, it was the first season. Yeah, though, it was no, the first. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I just kind of... Fast st- times. <laughs> slowly got... It was all a blur. It all was a blur. blur. God, it was Well, yeah, because we were kind of on opposite timescales. I, I would be, you know, waking up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work. Yeah. Francis would just be, just be getting back from somewhere. <laughs> and, and then I'd get back from work and, you know, I'd leave the house in the morning and I'm very clean and tidy and Francis would you know, somehow trash the place. And, and then I'd get back and the place would be trashed. And it was as if I had yeah. some kind of strange animal that would come in and I'd never see. It would just come in and trash. <laughs> trash the, the flat. Um, yeah, yeah, it was quite funny. It was funny. Good times. Yeah. Oh, it was a cool flat. Though, that one. That it was one. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, who who was it that lived there before? Uh, that that singer who lived there before sure. us. No, she was. There was this singer who lived there before us. She was called. I can't remember. She was like. I never heard this. Who's yeah. going to do this? So, oh, one of the people who lived across the road oh, said, oh, that, you know, that someone lived there. God, well, it's a terrible story because I can't actually remember who it was. But it was <laughs> some, famous. some, yeah, some, I think some American singer. I can't remember. No, it was anyway. cool. It was a cool place. It was fun, yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, you, you, you know, but you, were, you were still a stockbroker then when I, I was, when we moved out. Yeah, about three years into being a stockbroker, I slowly but surely kind of remembered who I was and what made me feel good. And mm-hmm. I was actually um, 
very active and sporty at school. Um, I then actually was kicked out of two schools in quite quick succession. Oh, there's got to be a story there. Yeah, and then, you know, pretty much a week later, I went to Fabric for the first time. <laughs> and your life changed forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting few years after that. I was quite young. I was, you know, I was 15, 16. Um, a metamorphosis, you know. Yeah, well, it was a very slow and gradual process. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, I like to think that I've turned, around and, uh, turned it around and grown up. <laughs> In some ways. Well, you're definitely uh, inspiring uh, in, in, in a sort of... Well, for me, because you went off and became super healthy and I... <laughs> just carried on. I just <laughs> carried on. You, know? you, le- you left me behind. Uh, yeah. But no, now, I, like I was, I was talking about in my last... Um, in the last podcast, yeah. and, and actually I'll talk a bit about in, in this podcast, I'm on this health kick now. As, have you noticed anything different? You have lost weight, I have to say, oh, in about ten days from the last time I saw you. Yeah, maybe that's just a haircut. No, but I, well, <laughs> it's possible. The, I think you have the, lost the, a bit the, of weight. The guy, I got my haircut, and I went in to get it, and, and the guy looked at my. I mean, he, he just <laughs> he he didn't look like he would be a good hairdresser. What do you mean? And I did well, exactly. That's why I thought. Shallow I, of you. I, I thought. I thought I shouldn't be this shallow, and like you know, I know that you know if you know often you surprise yourself if you give someone a chance. So I thought, okay, well, look, I'm going to give him a chance, and um, you know. And I was actually completely right. You should trust, trust your gut because he left like a whole chunk of hair. Like he was, it, it was almost like he was in a rush to get somewhere. I said, oh God, have you got a, you know, <laughs> library book to turn in or something? And, I, and I, he left a big, it's like, there's like a sort of shelf on the back of my head. That's which, so annoying. Which, uh, which now I, I've got to wait till it grows out. But it just shows, you know, if someone doesn't look like they can cut your hair. What have you done? Just got up and walked off? What had I done? Yeah, then what would you have done? Why, why didn't you just get up and... Well, no, because uh, he was in a rush and he was already started. I was just kind of like, you can't just leave halfway through a haircut, can you? Mm. No. Yeah. It'd be quite awkward. <laughs> well, I thought it was... I mean, I was already so... I already felt so awkward even thinking that maybe he didn't look like he would be a good hairdresser. You know, that... that that oh, I don't know. Do you not go to one person? No, I did, but that person was gone. Oh, okay. That person was not there. The normal person who cuts my hair beautifully uh, was not there. So I sort of, you know, they were like, oh, but this guy, whatever his name, Pablo, or I don't know. Pablo. I can't remember what his name was, but I didn't ask, actually. But, was he Mexican? Uh, he was, he was he, I think he was somewhere, I think he was Hispanic, actually, yeah. Is that why you thought he couldn't uh, cut cut hair? Just no, mild, no, just no, mild racism. No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, it wasn't racism. He, 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 he was. It was more what he was wearing. I just. He just didn't look. He was wearing like a gilet, and then he had like, like his trousers were like halfway down his bum, and you know, he just didn't look. Not a good look. No, not a good, not a good look. And I don't mean to be like racist. Snob, no, <laughs> snobby about it, but I just feel like someone, you know, if someone looks like they can cut hair, generally they can... We yeah. normally look at their hair. Yeah, exactly, and he just had a shaved head, so I was like, well... well he can do that, at least. <laughs> he probably does that, does that to himself, doesn't he? Um, but, uh, but yeah, what, what other... I mean, well, you've got some stories about Jamie, don't you? About his flake, oh, flaky oh, behaviour. Well, no, he's not here to defend himself. Let's yeah, see. exactly. So if you guys follow Jamie on social media, you may have seen um, Jamie and myself attempt some athletic challenges, sporting mm-hmm. challenges. So the first one was the Mo Farah challenge. And so ba- what was that? You had to run at the speed of Mo Farah mm. for... for- as long yeah. as you can. So, so basically, you run on a treadmill um, at the same speed as Mo Farah's average 5k pace, and that is 23 kilometers per hour. So, it's 
pretty much as fast as the treadmill will go. And really? you are aim, uh, aiming to stay on that for as long as possible. So it's, is, but I mean, is that basically sprinting or? For most people, it's sprinting. Um, for Jamie, Obviously not for you. Not for well, for you. Jamie, I'm, I, I was a competitive sprinter for four years. Jamie was a sprinter at school as well. Um, so it wasn't our top speed, but <clears throat> it was very fast. It was yeah. like 90%. But for Mo Farah, um, it's not. I mean, he must be a quite a fast sprint. I'm not really sure what yeah, his sprinting that, pace would be. Because surely he wouldn't be at full, you know, speed. No, not at all. But it's it's an incredible pace. I mean, I managed... How fast are we talking? So it's 23 kilometers per hour. Uh, and That's he, he sustains that for 13 minutes, which is 5K. I managed 1 minute 56. Wow. And Jamie managed 1 minute 30. Wow. Um, which I think it's not I'm, bad for Jamie. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, Jamie did well. Um, I think because I, I, considering I, he canes it every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was trying to turn it around because it was in. Yeah, he's always yeah. trying to turn it around. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, yeah, I've, 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 I've tried to help him along the way. So anyway, so we did that. It was a lot of fun. And then Jamie was like, "Yeah, let's do one of these every week. Yeah, let's do it." So I was Classic like, "Classic cool. Jamie, yeah, like, a, like a podcast. Let's do a yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, every yeah. week." <laughs> I think he does have a problem with um, over-promising and I a think failure to manage expectations. He, I think he gets excited in the moment and then, yeah. you know... Cut. His anyway. intentions are golden. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he means well. Yeah. He means well. We, we shouldn't bash him too much. He's not here. No, we should bash no, him. We that's, <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's unfortunately what he has to pay for. For not being here, yeah. For not being here, no, yeah. fine. So anyway, so then I organised another challenge at a place called The Third Space. As a plug. Um, it's a gym in, in Soho. Other gyms are available. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> third space is going to give us all... Um, yeah, no, no, no. So, sure. so this one, you have to do it at the third space because it's an elevation challenge. And right. essentially, they have a hypoxic chamber which mimics 3,000 metres altitude. Right. So there's 14% uh, oxygen rather than, I think, is it 22 or 23% oxygen? So basically, everything you do in there is going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And so Jamie and I are meant to do this challenge I rearranged one day for him and then he didn't turn up on the second day either. Um, probably just as well because it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, what did you do in there? Basically, I had to run... So we had to do a Versa climber, which is like this kind of climber machine, yep. 800 feet, which takes about five minutes. And then you go onto a, um, a Watt bike and do 1.5 kilometers. And then you go onto this machine, which is called a Prowler. And essentially, you're pushing a tread. Is that like a treadmill that you have to like That you push it? Yeah. Really? Wow. Um, that sounds hard. On the highest resistance for 50 meters. So it's really tough. And if you stop, it resets. So you have uh, to What do you going. mean? So what do you, it resets the time? Yeah. So you have to go 50 meters. And if you stop for longer than five seconds, it starts from zero oh again. Oh my God. And then to finish off, which is where I died, was the one, is a one kilometer run on a 2% incline on a treadmill. But it was a walk. I, I saw your thing. You were walking well, most of the time. I mean, it was like, A, as a sprinter, you don't do that kind of training. There's no endurance. Yeah. I, I do things very high intensity and massive breaks. Um, so obviously this, there was no break and it was lower intensity, but longer duration. And yeah, the, the, the run, I just, I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't see. Um, I, I was at five kilometers per hour and then going up for a bit, coming back down. And then, so you might have killed Jamie if he'd done. That. Yeah, I think so. You know, maybe you know that was my ploy because I want to take over this podcast long term. <laughs> um, you can just have it. You can just but, ask but he'll just he'll just never turn up. So yeah. the, the plan will always fail. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was. It honestly took me forty five minutes to recover to to stand up and be able to like walk out and get changed. Took forty five minutes. Shit, uh, I couldn't see when I got out. Um, I couldn't use my legs. It was it was very intense. Did you feel fitter afterwards? No. 
No. <laughs> no it's, so the reason altitude training is good is it basically uh, increases the efficiency of your blood using you oxygen. You produce more red blood hemoglobin, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, athletes will go and do a period of altitude training before events because then they're... And then blood inject will be, loads more... Yeah, and then... Mo- loads more hemoglobin. They take loads of steroids as well, <laughs> depending on the event. Um, no names mentioned. So yeah, it was it was intense. But Jamie, yeah, if you're if you're listening to this, which hopefully you will, um, I do expect you to do it one day, and uh, we will we will share it on the podcast on the on the, in a link or something, won't we? Yeah, hundred percent. You can yeah. see mine actually. We'll we'll link mine somehow if if possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you see me struggling. So um, what are, what else? What else? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. What else was I going to say? Good question, Francis. What were you going to say? Um, actually, do you want to? Do you, because I didn't really let you finish. Do you want to tell us actually about the two meal day? So what have you? What have you told um, your? Well, Tom, loving Tom, followers? Tom, I, 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 I think knows a bit about it. Yeah, he sold it a few times in the I, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but but from the horse's mouth, I think. You know. Yeah. In fact, someone someone messaged you saying that they'd yeah. heard about it on the on the podcast, <laughs> and they um I can't remember if they bought the book or they bought the they, they bought the, the meal plan, plan said. and they had they'd had great results. Um, what commission rate are we getting yeah. on this? Uh, zero. <laughs> okay, good. If you have me back, then we'll we'll, we'll discuss. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, the two meal day is based around something called intermittent fasting, and all intermittent fasting is is you're breaking your day up into periods of eating and non eating. Yeah. So rather than waking up and eating, you know, breakfast, snack lunch night dinner essentially what you're trying to do is you're eating the same amount of calories just in a smaller time period and by extending your daily fast because everyone fasts overnight for about 10 or 12 hours depending mm-hmm. on normally about 10 depending on what's uh, you know what their meal times are like by extending your fast to around 16 hours um, there are lots of health benefits basically you become less dependent on the the sugars in food for energy and you start tapping into your stored body fat um, which A means weight loss, B stable energy levels, like it's unreal the amount of energy you have, and C it kind of completely transforms your relationship with food because you don't feel hungry all the time. Okay. So it sounds counterintuitive. You think oh you you're eating less frequently or you know you're you're aiming to eat less. You f- you should feel more hungry, but actually the opposite is true because your hunger hormones normalize and stabilize and we start using fat for fuel. Um, it's only, which is a natural process. We are designed to use stored body fat. Yeah. But because we eat food all the time in the Western world, we never tap into that fat. We just keep holding on and storing onto more. See, I tried doing it for a couple of weeks. I tried doing 16-8. Yeah. I just killed me. You didn't, didn't get into it at all? No, not at all. Were you, were you properly fasting? Yeah. Like so no I, milk? No, so I, so I always go to the gym in the morning. So mm. I... I train have bcaa powder have coffee although that technically takes you out the fastest date unfortunately yeah, so i read that and didn't it's a bca is create an insulin response and that by okay. definition takes you out the fastest date. well anyway, <laughs> anyway. That, i'm just starving the whole time i mean it if what you don't want to do is do too much at once so for instance you may never have done fasted exercise before um, yeah. and fasted exercise is a whole nother ball game and it it benefits some people it doesn't benefit others it's not a magic pill for weight loss but if 
I would suggest that you would start faster training um, by itself, not then continuing to fast after the training. Yeah. Um, but what happens is some people try to do too many things. They're overtraining. They're training a lot. They incorporate fasting and then they're trying to calorie count at the meals that they are eating and that can lead to problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's not for everyone. Mm. Uh, it, for me, and it's a more natural way of eating because we're not designed to constantly graze on food all the time. Um, but you know, it may, it's not for everyone. Um, and yeah, it's, you guys should check it out. Two, well, mil, two I, mil a day. I, I actually talk a bit about my experience with it in my diary this week. Okay. Are you still so, fasting? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Well, actually, I, as, I, as I'll explain, I found out that I wasn't actually fasting for the past eight months when I thought I was because <laughs> I'd been having milk with my coffee. Right. So with that, basically, there are two reasons that people fast and most, a lot of people get into fasting mainly because of the weight loss and that's why I got into fasting. But actually, there are lots of other health benefits going on like I mentioned stable energy levels and feeling less hungry, but also your body starts to cleanse and heal itself. Because once you start using all this energy on digestion, your body essentially becomes more efficient and it starts to look for fuel sources from other places. And the first place it looks is damaged cell, damaged proteins in cells. And damaged cell uh, proteins can cause all sorts of problems in later life, Alzheimer's and cancers. And this process called auto... I, I still don't know how it's pronounced. It's either, either auto autophagy or right. autophagy Auto, autophagia I've, in america i think it's auto autophagy uh, it's autophagy <laughs> which means self-eating in greek um, right. but anyway so this process happens in the uh, when you're in the fastest state for uh, for more than 16 hours but basically a tiny bit of milk in your coffee will take you out of your fast out of the fastest states you won't get those health benefits but you may still get weight loss benefits so it depends why you're well, doing I didn't the fasting get either, I, didn't get I think, I think it's <laughs> you're just really hungry for eight months because i had like quite a, i was drinking quite a lot of coffee as well because right. you know that was getting me through the fast this was full of milk full of milk full of fat milk because you know obviously fat's good for you apparently yeah obviously um and a bit of butter in there as well. Oh, you're doing bulletproof coffee? No, no, I did do that in, in, when I was down in Ghana. I was having bulletproof coffee. So if you don't know what bulletproof coffee is, bulletproof, the bulletproof diet is essentially a, it's a fasting diet. Although it's actually not fasting because the bulletproof coffee takes you out the fastest day. Yeah, so it's actually just calorie restriction. So right? basically they, they put butter and coconut oil into coffee. Um, and what that does, it, it takes you out the fastest state. So you won't get health benefits, but it doesn't stop you from burning fat. Um, which is his argument, but it's not fasting because you're on the fastest date. Should we do a question of the week? I think we should. Okay, well, this this question is about animals helping each other out. You love animal questions. Yeah, I love animals as well, so it's all good. So we're in good company, aren't we, Tom? Tom hates animals. No, you don't. It's always a sticking point. I just like eating them. No, you don't. No, I don't really. He doesn't. Wait, do you? What? You don't like eating animals? I love eating animals. Are you vegan? No. (laughs) God, no. I've actually been trying out veganism. I've been vegan for the past four days. Just from a dietary right. perspective. But uh, I'll let you know how it's... How many yeah. more diets are you going to try out? Well, I don't know. Until I get the dream body, then <laughs> I'm just So I should point out here that Francis has good intentions, um, but he maybe is doing too many things at once at the moment. Which... Well, I mean, I, I guess 
uh, you you said it yourself at the beginning of the podcast. You think I've lost weight in the past ten days, so but must be doing something right. Whether that if you're you know short, whether it's sustainable or whatever. yeah, whether it's <laughs> the, the whole the key is sustainability and consistency. How long can you be a fasting vegan for? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can you can do it, but it's like introducing both those things gradually. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing is, I have been I have been fasting for a long time. Yeah, just, that's true. That's but true. just not with. Uh, but I've just been fasting with milk, which yes. <laughs> I've, been, I've been not getting any of the real benefits. But actually uh, uh, you know saying that you know in Ghana I did I did not I fasted like for like I fasted often to like six in the evening uh, and I was very skinny in the when I got back and then I and then I got back into the swing of things in in London say slim not skinny skinny not doesn't bring out positive connotations in my mind I mean I wasn't I wasn't I was uh, I was I was was skinny I was skinny because I also got very ill with uh, typhoid you know, so I, 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 so I, the typhoid I, I, diet. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, another, classic typhoid yeah, diet. diet. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can, cannot recommend more. Uh, <laughs> like the food poisoning diet. Yeah, I, I shed pounds in days. You literally. Could, so I really, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, eat for like two weeks. I just anything I ate, it would just be. Yeah, that would do it. So it was effectively like a two or three week fast. <laughs> Uh, which is in which my new book, the two or three week fast, <laughs> the typhoid diet. Uh, but no, I don't recommend getting typhoid. Yeah. It was actually I thought I was going to die out oh, in the jungle. I thought so I was just sitting there. Question, someone, the question of the week: This is, is depressing. Yeah. Uh, okay. What animals help each other out uh, when they're swimming? So um, when they're swimming. So, so uh, what? How, what? How am I going to say this question? Okay. Okay. What? Animal will tell yep. a hippo which way to go. A bird. Or a bird? Mm. No. No, it's not that. Um, which way to go in terms of what? Food? Well, the, the right of way. What do you this mean? This is a joke. <laughs> what, do <you> right, <laughs> what do you mean the right of way? So if they're swimming in a river. What's the wrong way? Well, upstream, I guess. But... It's either one or the other, and I'm sure they can maybe, tell that. Maybe I'll <laughs> a different question. Yeah, just, okay, the, the, it seems very complicated. Could you explain this concept? <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you that uh, that answer anyway. So this is a bonus uh, podcast. You actually get two questions of the week. Wow. And one answer in part one. Uh, but, but do you know that alligators actually give hippos the right of way? If they're swimming towards each other, they'll let them pass. Yeah. But that's not helping that's just well I know but I was kind of thinking I was, I was, I was well if I was an alligator I'd probably move out the way of a one ton yeah. beast hippos, hippos well. kill more people than, yeah, uh, I know, than they're, alligators they're the most dangerous I think they kill more people than anything in, in Africa well no they, they, I think they're the most deadly animal in the world really uh, hippos so unassuming um, well no I mean they maybe that's why they're so deadly yeah they're so cute until they <laughs> exactly. run at you you're like oh that hippo over there and do you know actually we had another question about hippos before do you remember it I don't remember it um, hippos sweat is pink uh, I do remember that yeah mm. that they sweat, reminds me of Dumbo they sweat pink yeah they sweat pink is it, sweat. Are they not? Oh, no, it's elephants, isn't it, Dumbo? Okay, should we try this again? France, uh, what okay. is your question of the week? Okay, uh, the, the new question of the week. Um, okay, ha- until how recently did 50% of Iceland's population believe in the existence of elves? How recently? Tom, you, can you, I call, phone a friend? Yeah, yeah, you can. Call Fred. <laughs> Until until how long? Until what? Until what? So what decade? Year? Yeah, a decade. Let's say let's say decade. Did they did they believe that 
50% of them believe that, that elves existed. Okay. Probably relatively <laughs> recently, uh, if this is a question, because it's going to be like shocking. Maybe. So, maybe. so we're meant to just guess and you tell yeah, us the right I like your powers of deduction there. <laughs> so you go first, your guess. I think up until the 1960s. 1960s. And the, the 50% of the population yeah. believe that there were elves. <laughs> I think like 1990s. I think like really recent. That's when I was born. 1990s. When, yeah, when the internet came out, people started digging stuff. Well, I, oh, I think yeah, that's you what know, I thought. you've got a... Um, a bit of an advantage because you are quite obsessed with elves and Lord of the, <laughs> Ring, Lord of the Rings, aren't you? I, gnomes. Yeah. And gnomes. Yeah, no, yeah. not really, but okay. But what, what I thought that was It's like g- Gimli. Uh, <laughs> off, uh, <laughs> Which looks like what a beard means in <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> and Warhammer. Oh, fucking Warhammer. James actually into Warhammer, I think. Jamie is, yeah. yeah. He, he knows so much about it. That's random. He's always trying to show Tom his cards. I have a funny story about Warhammer, actually, but we should continue. What, what's the, what's funny the funny story? story about Warhammer? Basically, I went to, I joined a new school, and... Uh, and, and everyone was into Warhammer, my, and I just got involved. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. My good friend, Zach, who is still one of my best friends, and I'm actually going out with his sister. There we go. For four years. Five years. So um, FY, five years. For, so FYI... In fact, the most Googled term relating to to, to Max mm. is Max Lowry, gay? Question mark. <laughs> Seriously, so yeah, I, am I not, can see that. I'm not gay, um, although I may give off that vibe, which is fine. But you know, basically, I made friends with Matt, uh, with Zach, and Zach was really into Warhammer. And Warhammer takes precision painting and patience and this kind of thing, and, yep. which I don't have. <laughs> and basically, there were these Marines. I think what were they called? They were called Blood Marines, and they were meant to be painted in a certain way right. and I painted mine and Zach and all these other people saw them immediately called them mud marines because they were just covered in paint smudged everywhere and they all took the piss and I never ever went to Warhammer ever again oh that's probably one of the geekiest stories we've had on this podcast congratulations <laughs> yeah um, so what's, what's the answer for the record I've never uh, indulged in Warhammer but it sounds like fun so maybe no, it was, never it, too late it was not fun <laughs> never too late uh, I mean I am a bit OCD with painting so maybe I'd enjoy it I did look. You're paint, very artistic. I, paint, I painted. Um, am I or autistic? I meant to say autistic. <laughs> um, uh, no, no. I, I used to do like airfix. You know. Yeah, no. Did you did you do airfix? No. No, no, is that is that nerdy? That was super nerdy. I was in the airfix club at prep school. <laughs> Fucking hell, that is nerdy. So yeah. you know how you, you have after school like activities. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do like sport, or music, yeah. or drama. No, no, you do sport during the day, like after lunch. But uh, I there was an airfix. Well, everyone actually did it at my prep school. Everyone did it, and I built. Same. I built a Spitfire. I built an E-type. Oh, I built is that like a pl- molded plastic. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. you, and it's and it's also the only time where you can kind of there is a socially acceptable place to smell super glue. You know, because <laughs> it's the room is just filled with it. But um, but uh, yeah. So so enough about dwarves. What, what's the answer? So I said 1960. You'll find that in part two. You'll find that uh, in part two. We should wrap up part one at this that's point. That's the yeah. hook. The yeah, hook. That's, the yeah. hook. That's, that's how we get people I'm back. really intrigued yeah. now. I'm because, stay. because my diary is not enough, apparently. No, it's not. You're right. Probably not. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes it's... Uh, yeah, this week's pretty good. And uh, so, anyway, thanks for tuning in. We hope you like Max uh, and his stories. Because <laughs> he's still going to be here in part two. He's so. still going to be here in part two. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be here. And um, we will also have the question to the answer of the week. Um, the we'll, answer to the question. The answer that's, to the question. That's, that's, that's better. Um, we'll have some emails. We'll be reading some messages from our Instagram followers. Uh, if you want to follow us, private parts. Wait, 
private podcast well done uh, on Twitter and Instagram and our website which will be going live imminently you said, private, that, you said that a couple of weeks yeah I know but don't worry we've got we've got a we've got <laughs> privatepartspodcast.com Jamie and uh, France working collectively on something <laughs> yeah it's yeah. never going to happen but no, it's no, no, no. It's, it's, it's happening it's happening you can sign up on the website now but uh, okay well thanks for tuning in and see you in a jiffy thank you bye Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program.